That'll get you up and dancing out of your seat, won't it? Get me out of my seat. I'll bet you're quite a hoofer, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> huh? yeah you know so. what a hoofer is, right? Yeah. Someone who can dance well. Right. I'll bet you can get up and be a hoofer on that one. Uh, let's see. Oh, Mad Max. You remember Mad Max? I do. He doesn't call us anymore. I think he's boycotted me. I met him in person, remember? Oh, yeah. Where'd I you told, meet that man? I was head? at the beach. I, uh, at the beach. I found out I have a, I have a connection to him. Um, Who's the monkey who just walked into your studio? I'd have to look behind me. Ah. <laughs> it's the Y Dog. The voice of our promos, the voice of our line. The voice, the Y Dog. Uh, anyway, uh, Max, and I, I had a premonition about this on Thursday night when Washington. Oh, it's hello. Y Dog's taking over the mic. We have a coup d'etat going on here. What do you got, Max? I mean, what do you got, Y Dog? Hey, the other day I was coming down the hall. Okay. And <laughs> I saw a dog walking down the street the other day, and we had a great conversation. What? Right. And, and I. The, the door was open, and you were verbally abusing listeners. I mean, just yelling at listeners and being a, being mean to them. Do you do that every every show? I thought you were smarter than this. I, I, I can't believe you're saying something that ridiculous. It was, it was horrible. I, th- I thought, what is Big Al doing to the to the, the people who support this, this radio show? Just being mean and hateful and, I mean, ugly. Well, if we're going to start with ugly, let's... Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> we're talking about Robert now. Aren't we? No, we're not talking about Robert. Right. Yeah. Hey, why dog? I was probably if, if you did hear that, are you being facetious and, and you're trying to be funny, <laughs> which is a nice attempt at being funny. But let me right. let me say, if you did hear me yelling at somebody, it's probably Larry the other day because Larry wanted to talk about me and my past and who I am and what I did. I don't want to talk about me on the radio. It's, oh. not, it's not about who I am and what I've done. Sometimes I'll bring up some things about about my life. But I don't like to talk about my life and who I am on the radio. People don't care. Oh, yeah, Mickey Mantle doesn't care. Nobody cares. On, uh, people care, Al. Not about that. Oh, they, they, Larry, I told Larry to stop doing it. And I like Larry. I like Larry to call. He makes me look like a genius. I like Larry. But, you know, I told him to stop. He kept going. And so that's what I, I went mad about. That's why you were so hateful and ugly and mean on the radio then? Hey, why don't you go climb a tower and fall off? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> See what you can do about that. I, 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 now, hey, if that happens, I'm going to feel real bad. Yeah, Because I'm, a, I'm actually a fan of the Y-Dog, and here you are bad. blistering my butt on, on about nothing. <laughs> you know, this happens in talk radio. You should you should feel bad telling me to go jump off the tower. I don't feel bad about that. I feel, oh, okay. I feel bad for your kids. Oh, okay. All right. All right, I'll go find something uh, productive to do then. Uh, good luck with that. Right, right. <laughs> Thank you, Y-Dog. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Y puppy. All right, I was talking about Max, and Max, I guess it boycotted. I can't remember what had happened. <laughs> he whispering something. Um, anyway, he's mad at me about something. I don't know what it was. Uh, he gave you a hard time about uh, your favorite team when the Redskins lost, didn't he give you a hard time about that? Well, he's a Redskins fan, too. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, no, no he's, he's huge. That. He's a huge I fan. I remember that. I remember talking about that on, now that I know. But, that uh, I had a Thursday night. I'm watching the game, sitting by myself watching the game against the Bears. I said, I, I, "I'm just thinking, I, Max is going to contact me tonight after all this time." And damn if he didn't text me. Yeah. And so we texted back and forth, back and forth, and we continued to do so. I think I even called him before the game was over. We actually spoke verbally, and um, he's texted me a few times already. Um, Hopefully, he calls in again. We missed. Well, be good. It's fine. If he calls in. Tell you know, Tommy two times. You know. <laughs> He's fine to call me in again, but it's been a while. I tell you, the longest one is boycotting me is uh, is Cowboy Woody. <laughs> we had a little disagreement about the Niner Cowboy came back in like '95, right. and he said, "I'm never calling you again." 
And he, <laughs> he had. Kept his word. I've seen him. I bought a beer for him. I mean, I, you know, we're friendly and all that. He used to hang out with Stacy Outlaw. I have no idea what happened to Stacy Outlaw, New York Ben, and Mike Barone. Barone. I don't know what happened to those guys. Um, uh, Stacy, I don't think, is a, is a giant fan, but New York Ben and, and Barone are. But, um, the, uh, but, but uh, what's his name? Cowboy Woody. Well, he got mad because he got mad at me because he's complaining about the wet field at Candlestick Park, which is right by the bay. Water would seep in a little bit. And so I just said, look, well, what? When San Francisco has – Dallas has the ball, they're playing on a wet, sloppy field. And when the Niners get the ball, they're playing on a nice, dry parking lot. I mean, they're mm-hmm. playing on the same damn field, Hoss. That's like uh, – He got mad at me about that. He got mad at me, Cowboy Woody did. That's, that's like, fine. Um Eagles fans. I even saw Matt uh, tweet it not too long ago that uh, about the turf monster during the Super Bowl. And it's like, you know, it's almost like the Chiefs had to play on the same turf the Eagles did. But they can't Who said that? Uh, a multiple uh, – Philadelphia still claims that the turf is a big reason why they lost. Were um, they not playing on the same freaking turf? Did you say Matt said that? Oh, Matt's, Matt tweeted Matt not too long ago. He knows better than that. Yeah, he does. He, he loves to uh, he loves to talk about the refs. He's 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 too smart to talk like that. Come on, Matt. Well, no, <laughs> easy now. No, but that is uh, just, that is right on brand with uh, 49ers fans, Cowboys fans, and Eagles fans. Yeah, especially Eagles fans. Now, what uh, Max texted in about this morning is that Belichick is a fraud. He said it years ago, and he's been proven right. Billy Belly Chick is a, is a fraud because he's not winning without Brady. Can't go that far, but well, he's he's not as great as as. <laughs> no, I mean, there's 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 some validity, uh, you, but you combine it with the team uh, deteriorating. I compare from him. within. It's a dynasty that uh, te- most dynasties fall apart from within. I'm comparing him a little bit to Dabo Sweeney. He hasn't adjusted quite a whole lot. He doesn't have a whole lot of weapons for Mac Jones. He's still trying to win with defense, special teams, being smarter than the other teams. There's smart coaches out there, and teams caught up to them. And he yeah. hasn't he hasn't he hasn't embraced the speed of like you know what like Miami's doing, what Kansas City's doing, what Forty ers doing, using motion, having great offensive players. He hasn't really bought into that, and it's it's costing him. And his quarterback is obviously not limited, good, but neither one of them. No. And he, he, I mean that that double offensive coordinator thing last year with a defensive coordinator and a special teams guy that was terrible. He thought he was outsmarting the league, and then this year he got a little bit better weapons for Mac Jones, but still not great. <laughs> I mean, it's just they're not they're not adjusting. It's just like uh, Dabo Sweeney not doing the NIL. It's just you have to adjust. You have to adjust to everything. Portal NIL everything. You may not like it, but you got. I mean, I, what? How many coaches like it? No, I mean a handful. I guarantee you know, not Nick, a lot. Guarantee Nick Saban misses old school football, but he's adjusted to it, Mm-mm-mm. and that's why he keeps winning. And Dabo's falling off, well, and Belichick's falling off. What has Belichick since uh, Brady left? Like twenty-seven and 30, 31? I think it's like twenty. Yeah, it was at one. I think before the season it was twenty-five and twenty-five. Was that it? Uh, we talked about it. it might and then he it. has his losing record before Brady, correct? Yes. Yeah. In Cleveland, he was there. Uh, for how many years? Five years. He was thirty-six and forty-four. Thirty-six and forty-four. So we can look some things up. It's all at a finger's touch. You know, it's not hard to get to. He's standing now. Listen, he's got two hundred ninety-nine regular season wins. Two hundred against was against the AFC East, and which was pathetic. And so that's that. You know, that's the deal there. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's where he got a lot of his wins. So that happens. Uh, let's take a gander, Reggie. I'm getting right to you, Billy, 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 Bill, Billy, Billy, check, Billy, chick. 
<laughs> I'm not a fan. This just in. <laughs> All right, let's look at that. All right, Reggie, we're getting to you. Hang tight, hang tight, hang tight, hang tight Reggie. All right, um, the last three seasons, since your boy Bray Dog left, the Bray, the Brain Dog, 7-9, 10-7, 8-9. Uh, wins, and that would be 25 losses. So he's 26-29 and 29 since the Brain Dog lost. 26 and 29. He's sitting on 299 regular season wins. 299. So you got to give him credit. He's behind Papa, Papa Bear House and uh, Donnie Shula. I mean, he's still a good coach. Oh, he's still Fraud's a- too extreme. <coughs> but I, I think a lot of people are enjoying this. Uh, oh, the ways. Oh, oh, rah, rah, rah. Listen, I have a parade in my neighborhood every Sunday when he loses. No, I, I do. And not. I lead it. I got a big baton and everything. I enjoy it as well. I love it when he loses. I love seeing that logo. It's up there with the bovine cartel. I love seeing that logo have an L next to it, having less points the other team anytime the Patriots. Good to see <laughs> seeing him lose. Like I said, I gained respect for Tom Brady. It never truly happened for Belichick. I mean, I got to respect his winning. That's That was there, but... He did some shady things while yes. they were winning, and I blame him a lot more than I blame Brady for that stuff. Yes. Let's get to Reggie. You've been holding. Reggie, good morning, Reg. Thanks for holding. You're on the air, Hoss. Dean of Sports Talk Radio. Good morning, young good man. Good morning, and, young man. And the sidekick there. Sidekick. Yeah, Mo- Moose, <laughs> Moose McGillicuddy over there. <laughs> <laughs> this just is. Moose the Bruce. I say, oh, chap, I like playing in Indian. I like playing in London there two times in a row, and we stuffed the competition there. What do you think well, about you a Jaguar fan now? No, I just like to really see the guys go over there and win two in a row yeah. and then come back and set the bills up. The bills management was stupid for <laughs> taking that game, taking the money, and now they hurt their home field. That, I mean, they would have won in Buffalo, home field advantage. Six oh, yeah. flight. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. Are you you Reggie Bill Biden Jr.? (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Uh, Mike Ditka and your boy, uh, Reggie Reggie Biden. (laughs) I got to write that down. That was good material, man. Uh, Whoa. Hello, Nelly. Uh, Yeah, you need to, hound dog. <laughs> yeah, but you know clearly, I think that game's gonna come back and haunt Buffalo. They had a key injury in one of their linebackers, and you saw a lot of slippage. And the way Miami's playing, I think Buffalo is really going to be kind of in the hunt to be on the road and lose the home field advantage. Well, uh, they, they behind. Yeah, it's early, but you start looking at schedules a little bit. And uh, they've got a. They get the Giants coming up next Sunday. That's a win for Buffalo. They go to New England. That's a win. They get Tampa at home. Probably a win there. They go to Cincinnati. That's a 50-50. Denver at home. Jets at home. Wins. At Philly. Tough game. Kansas City. Tough game. Dallas at home. Chargers and New England. And in Miami. I, you know, Buffalo's going to they're gonna have some more losses. Well, everybody will, but they're going to have their two losses. They'll end up with at least five. At least five. Yeah, that's, again, Buffalo needs home field advantage. I'm sorry. They're going on the road. Their show, they're going on the road in the playoffs is not favorable to them. They're snake bit. And I can tell you, they're, they're pimp slapped Dallas up in Buffalo because I'm sure it'll be four degrees by then. <laughs> four degrees and snowing. 
Yeah, you got that and that'd be horrible for Buffalo. <laughs> those lake effect snows off the Great Lakes right there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, partner. Yeah. We, we got to take a pause. All right, gentlemen. Have a good week. You have a good week. Call us again for the week's out. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you, partner. All right, Reggie Biden, thank you. All right, let's take a pause. We shall return right here. It's already 9.13. Anybody calling in now? Hold, but we'll get right to you when we get back from hearing from our fine sponsors. Don't touch that dial. Your search ends here. Follow every curveball, stolen base, and grand slam of the playoffs here on the exclusive home of the Atlanta Braves in the capital city. 1061 ESPN Richmond. Now. Hey, we're here. We're live. We're talking sports. We got Mad Max on the phone with us. Max, good morning, Max. Yeah. Hey, what's up, Al? Hey, nothing but yeah. Let me, let me let me add a little context to the. Nice talk to you the other day, though. Yeah. Good talking to you. I needed that. You watching that debacle? Yeah. <laughs> I need a little diversion from uh, that. Yeah. So I mean, uh, they're just yeah. pathetic. Yeah. Well, not pathetic. They're just the usual. They're the usual selves. You know, whatever that means. Well, it means they're but, they're not good. Just add some. Oh, there you go. Just uh, add add a little context to this Belichick argument. Now, obviously, and you mentioned he was an abject failure, Cleveland. Okay, <laughs> he is an abject failure. There's no, there's no, there's no if there's there's no argument with that. He well, never should have gotten another shot. I mean, if he was anybody, <laughs> I mean, now, now other people get shots. I mean, North Turner gets shots all oh, the time, and he's God. not very good. It's terrible. He's not very good. No, yeah, he's not very no, good. He, no, no. Oh, oh, wait, wait a minute, Belichick. Belichick was a North Turner wannabe at Cleveland. I mean, I got, I got, you know, North Turner is a better head coach than Bill Belichick. If North Turner had lucked into <laughs> Tom Brady, we would be talking about North Turner like we talk about Bill Belichick. There's absolutely, I'm not even trying to be facetious there. There's absolutely no question about that. Belichick was an abject failure. Turner was a failure with Washington, certainly, but it took about four or five years for us to figure that out. Okay? Belichick, you knew that like after year two. He was a joke. Okay? He had a, he had a decent team at Cleveland. He had, he, had, he had a decent quarterback. He had Bernie Kosar at Cleveland. Now, Kosar was, was a few years on, but Kosar had taken Cleveland to three AFC championship games. Mm. I mean, Kosar was no chump. He was no chump at all. He was Kosar was probably better in his prime than any quarterback Washington ever had under Bill, under Joe Gibbs, better than Tisman. Any quarterback Washington had, Kosar was better. <coughs> and he couldn't win with him. He was an absolute abject failure with Cleveland. Then he comes over to New England. His first year, he goes 5-11 again with Cleveland, and he's got Drew Bledsoe, a quarterback. Drew Bledsoe is a borderline Hall of Famer. Mm. Okay? I'm look at the numbers. I'm the tools. We'll look at, I'll has, look it up. No, he's multi-time Pro Bowler. Went to a went to a Super Bowl. He is absolutely a borderline Hall of Fame. Now he'll never make it because he yeah. pales in comparison to the guy who followed him. Yeah, obviously. Wally and he Pip. won't make it. Yep. He won't make it. Uh, he's better than Wally Tip. This guy took New England to to the Super Bowl. He okay. was very good, and he was five and eleven with him. Then at the and then finally, and he didn't even know what he had. I mean, be, I mean. Belichick did not insert this six-round draft pick. I mean, he, he thought he, he, he draft if he was even involved in Brady's uh, matriculation to, to New England, if he was even involved in that, it was as maybe he'll make a good backup. He had no idea what he had. 
And he finally, had to, you know, he, he was the only guy that, you know, he was, a, he was the last man up. He said, yeah, let me put this chump in and see what he can do in the rest of history. Okay. But the minute that guy left, the minute he left, Belichick went right down to his, his, his subordinary self. The minute he left. Belichick will be in the Hall of Fame because he's won, you know, he, he, well, he, 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 he gravy trained six, seven Super Bowls with Brady. Okay, so he will make the Hall of Fame, and he's an excellent defensive coordinator. But as a head coach, he is an abject fraud, <laughs> and he would not—he would not have lasted more than three years in New England if he hadn't somehow lucked into Brady and finally, at the last second, said to himself, "Well, let me put this dope in and see what he can do." <laughs> I mean, if 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 if, if, if had not gotten hurt. Here's the right. If his Pro Bowl caliber quarterback had not gotten hurt and led him to another couple of five win seasons under Belichick, who doesn't know what he's doing, then basically he would have been fired there too, and the next coach would have benefited from Brady. <laughs> well, it's, he was 36 and 44, which is a 450 winning percentage. Right now, your twin brother Ron Rivera's got a 453 winning percentage. So you're saying he's a chump just like Belichick was at Cleveland. Well, well, we know Rivera's a chump. Why okay. are we even interjecting? Why I'm just throwing you by comparison. I'm throwing it at okay. you. That's my job. Now, he's gone okay. 26 and 27, uh, 26 and 29 without without Brady, and he went 5 and 11 with Bledsoe that one year. Now, yeah. did not uh, in 2007 or 8, uh, Brady got hurt and he brought in Matt Cassell, right? Yeah. And they went 10 and yeah. 5 after that. So you yeah. got to well, get you got to get belly chick not, 10 and 5 yeah. on that. So Yeah, let's not let's not muddy this with with numbers. Here. Well, wait a minute. No, you got to muddy you know it with it. numbers. You, you know it. Now, now you, you know brought it. up his Cleveland tenure it. and that was 36 and 44. Okay. So 10 and 5, you got to give him credit for that with uh, Hassel, uh with um Castle. And so 77 and 89 is his record without Brady, when you count the season, Brady got hurt. In all fairness, you got to do that. Don't like it. I like his sixty-seven and eighty-four better, but seventy-seven and eighty-nine is his record without without uh, Brady. You just you just muddying the, the argument. Like, no, like, I'm talking like, fact. If, I talk if fact. If Brady had stayed out, if, I'm not. Talk, I'm talking fact. If Brady, if Brady had stayed out, if if, if Castle had had the quarterback another year, they would have been seventy-nine the next year. Five and eleven the next year in the middle. Okay, he rode, he rode momentum. They had momentum, and a lot of teams are probably still afraid of the Patriots because they weren't aware yet of what a fraud Belichick was. So he probably got a little benefit from that. But I will promise you, if Castle had quarterback the next year, they would have been seven and nine, well, and the year they would have been five and eleven. And I'm basing that on fact. I'm no, basing that on fact because without Brady, without Brady, Belichick is a chump. Well, now wait a minute. Hold on. Back up and just throw some more facts at you. Uh, Brady got hurt in the first game, and Castle went at least ten. He went ten and five. They went eleven and five. Give Brady the credit for the first win, which maybe you can't, but maybe you can. He started the game, so I mean they did go ten and five that year without Brady. So I, you know we don't know what would happen the next year. Yeah, we know we know what's happened before he got Brady in sense. Well, nothing. here's the thing: if Bledsoe hadn't had a lacerated kidney or whatever it was, uh, it's a Wally Pitt move on his part, and then that was the end of his ride. And that was uh, you know that's when your boy came in, Brady came in. You there? Did he hang up? You got cut off? I don't know what happened. 
We didn't hang up on him. We didn't hang up on you, Max. I, yeah, that was that was him. I the the logo was still there when I when the click happened. So that means that was him. Yeah, we wouldn't have hung up on us. We weren't even arguing. I'm, uh, <laughs> uh, it may have been a phone disconnection, though. I'm not. I'm not. It yeah. could have just been something up with his phone. Yeah, it could have been. All right. Well, we weren't arguing, so it's no need for him to hang up. Uh, I, you know, we don't know if it w- would have happened. Uh, it, it, the next year, if, if Brady had been, you know, his career had ended right there. So anyway, uh, I mean, the bottom line is we're both happy to see him not winning. Uh, both Max and I are glad to see Billy, 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 Billy Chick not winning. Uh, but the guy did win. I mean, he's got 299 wins. I don't like it, but you got, you got to talk about some facts. And so who or who gets credit for the wins? Well, in his case, and others have said it, Brady gets credit, not Belichick. He definitely gets more of the credit from me. Not yeah. all of it. Though. Yeah, he doesn't get all, but he gets a lot of it. Brady gets a lot of it because he was good. Right. He was good. He's very good. We all know a lot of people call him the goat. So uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of the credit goes to him for getting wins for Belichick. So there you go. And uh, anyway, well, Max, uh, you know, call back when you can. Phone died. He said. His okay. Phone died. Okay. All right. All right, well, uh, we're still we're still up. Still got time for another call before we get to a pause. So yeah, I mean, you look at his overall record. You got to count the ten and five with Matt Castle. So you look at his five and eleven with Bledsoe, his twenty six and twenty nine since Brady left, and his thirty six and forty four with the Cleveland Browns. Seventy seven and eighty nine is what I have. So you know he's got three hundred and some odd wins if you count the playoffs. Three hundred and thirty wins, I think, if you count the playoffs. Thirty one and thirteen. So he's got you got to give him credit. I mean, I don't like Belichick worth a worth a damn. I don't like him. Don't want to meet him. Don't care about him. I would not go out of my way to meet him. So you know, there's nothing other than say he's, he did. A, he's done a great job as a coach. He did have Brady, and Brady helped carry him. Amazing thing about Joe Gibbs, he won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Put that one in there. All right, Despo, what's going on, dog? Max is often wrong, but never in doubt. I give him credit for his confidence. Oh, well, he's very confident. <laughs> he's very confident. What, what was Chuck, and what was Chuck Knoll's record without a good quarterback? Does anybody remember that? Well, he he, he was one in thirteen his first year, I believe. Chuck Knoll twelve and twelve and thirty two before he, before uh, Bradshaw came into his own. So I guess by Max's standards, Chuck Knoll was an abject failure. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! You're, look, if you're a coach, you're as good as your players. Okay, if you got a minimum level of competence, you can win. But if, but if you got bad players, I don't care if you're Vince Lombardi, you can't win. Just that simple. Well, some coaches make players better. And no question, you, you can enhance your player. You can't give him the basics to win, though. I mean, you can teach him the system. You can do a lot of good things about motivation, you know, and that lasts for about a quarter. And then you can manage a game well. There's some good things you can do as a coach, you know. But Coach Rinaldi taught me that years ago. You're as good as your players. Uh, you know, he, he had a famous saying about chicken salad that we won't talk about in the air, but he was right. <laughs> and to, to blame the coach because he doesn't have a quarterback, it's just, that, that's absurd. The quarterback's a key position on every football team. We all know it since a single wing died. And if you got a great quarterback, you got a great team. I mean, you know, Russell Wilson – Bad a game as he played yesterday. Still had a pretty good stat game. He fumbled at the end there. That hurt. But that doesn't take away all the other good plays, does it? He's a good quarterback. And even though they're not playing great now, they will. Peyton's not going to bench him. 
Uh, he is struggling, though. He is struggling. Yeah, yeah, the team's struggling. The team's defense is bad, Yeah, which is strange because they were great last year. Yep. Um, but, yeah, they're struggling a little bit. I, mean, they're, 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 I call Denver the Notre Dame of the NFL. Always predicted to be good, always kind of flop. Uh, you know, Notre Dame showed their colors the other day. Louisville apparently has got Hartman's number. Uh, yeah. And had it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was and he, that boy. He just loves holding the football. Then he? he just likes holding on to. It. He must have a relationship. Uh, you know, I was watching a game and I'm thinking, boy, this looks like Washington's offense, the Redskins, the Mule Skinners, the Commanders. It looked like that. Yeah, it looked like that to me. I mean, just they weren't. You know, he's holding the ball too long. You know, the passing's good, not great. The, you know, although at times Hal's pretty damn good at throwing the pig. Uh, the run attack is nothing. There's no team speed. It looked like much of it. So I, you know, I. Hey, uh, Chuck, no, what year did they draft Hanready and uh, and Bradshaw? What year do you remember? Pittsburgh was it seventy one? Espo? And maybe, when did Bradshaw come, 70? I don't know, 70, that's what I was asking you, 70, 71? Yeah, within that time, I don't remember exactly, I remember, you know, 69 was that year he went one in, what, 13 or something, yeah. and, uh, but after that, you know, he still, he was good, there was six and eight, you know, they were bad, but he was 12 and 32 without a quarterback. Well, Gee, what a suck coach he is, right? Well, you know, the thing is, that he had to rebuild that team, that team was bad. Bad for years. Washington used to you know, be. The funny, part, the funny part was they weren't that bad. I mean, the defense was always rock solid. Well, I'm talking about from the yeah, 20s to, to, the, yeah. to 1970, they were bad. Bad records, but they always had a really, you know. Well, that's what it comes down to. Oh, it comes down yeah, to oh, records. Yeah, no question. But, but, but he had, he's like Lombardi at Green Bay. He had a base of players. He had some good players. Yeah. He didn't have nothing. Like, you know, they always say he had nothing. No, he had players. But it's like everything else, he, he needed to enhance that. He needed – the culture was terrible in Pittsburgh. It was comical bad. Uh, uh, and he did that, and that, that's what a good coach does. That's what Lombardi did at Green Bay. Yeah. You know, that's one thing Rivera didn't do at Washington. He didn't come in and just say – he just was a hard nose without a culture is what he was. He ain't a good coach. Let's leave it at that. Rivera. He said, 12 seasons. Okay. No, no, listen. I mean, we got to get to a pause. Listen to this. 12 seasons he's been a head coach. Three winning seasons, eight losing seasons, and last year a 500 season. I mean, no, that's not a good coach. Three winning seasons out of 12 on his way to, to, to uh, three out of 13. Oh yeah, listen, I, I'm, I'm with you. The numbers aren't good, but he's no. never had a great quarterback either. You know, well, I mean, well, Cam, wait a minute. Well, Cam Newton was a was an MVP one year. Yeah, anyway, he was the most immature. Yeah, well, it was. Hey, we got to get to a pause. It was 9.32, so we got to roll. All right, thank you, Hoss. All right, we got Alan and we got Max back. Max, the line died. We'll get him on for a minute. We'll allow that. Uh, After we get to Alan, he's up first after this quick pause. Stay with us here on 106.1 ESPN and Big Al Sports Fund. Robert the Bruce, Moose the Bruce on the other side of the glass. A second straight playoff appearance out of the CAA. Follow them on their quest every step of the way. Here on your home for the Richmond Spiders, 106.1 ESPN. Hey, good little music. They're good guitar work. Right, Alan, you're up first. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. What do you have for us today? Hey, yeah, I was going to um, touch base on the Bill Belichick thing, man. It's hard to give him a pass when he's the GM as well. 
Like he's got so much control over everything. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's it's it all falls on him. Whereas like other coaches, you could blame the GM. Sometimes you can blame ownership. But like he's the guy making the final call on the on the team roster. And if the roster's not good enough, it falls back on him. And if they're not being coached well enough, it falls <laughs> back on him. Yeah, you got, yeah, Bill Parcells, I think you see that. I, other coaches have done it, but I mean, not so much anymore. So it's a rare thing nowadays. But yeah, you got with your GM and head coach, you, you got a lot falling on you. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I think he just needs to update his uh, outlook on the game. You you can coach as good as you want, but if you don't have the talent and if you don't have athleticism which is what the Patriots truly lack, then um, you're going to struggle. I mean, they don't have any speed players. Uh, all their skill players are, are basically uh, athletes. If by NFL standards, they're average athletes. Like, they don't have any 4-3 guys or any, any like, studs on defense. I mean, Judon's good, but he's not an athletic stud. He's just a skilled player. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're lacking in talent right now. In uh, in New England, kind of like Washington, just by comparison, lacks team speed. Name me some speed they have on that. You watch, I watch other teams, other games, and I mean it's amazing to watch speed on other other teams. And then you look back at Washington, they look like slugs trying to get somewhere, and they just they don't, they just don't. And Washington does not build speed. Yeah, I thought they looked slow during preseason, too, but people told me it was just preseason. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, preseason matters uh, if you're going to try and look at it. I mean, you're not showing your your plays, but if you, your lack of talent can show. So that's no team speed. I mean, do you see anybody, Robert, that has speed on Washington's team? No, Dodson, no. maybe? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, I believe he's the speedster. But um, even he's not that fast. No, I mean, well, you could, you juxtapose them to uh, the fastest team that we look at right now, uh, New England's rival, Miami. They, yeah. they are the example of what you do in the NFL in Kansas City over the year. Those receivers haven't been, always been the most talented in KC, but they're all fast, and that's yeah. speed just – Speed can change a thing. If you can somehow get those guys the ball, they'll break and get a cheap touchdown. Yep. So, anyway, we shall see. Hey, Alan, thank you for the call. I'd like to your name. Yeah, no problem. All right, thank you, Hoss. Uh, Max got cut off by his phone down. We'll give him about two minutes. That's about it. We do have the one. We have the one call. We have the one call. Hold hold on. Let me finish what I'm saying. You got to. We got a one call rule. But since your phone died, we let you call back. Go right ahead and give you two minutes. Hey, thanks. I'll add a little context to this. The comparison with Noel is is not is is somewhat valid. It's somewhat valid, but there are some key differences there that I don't expect your your buddy there to really understand. I'm sure he's a fine lawyer, but there's not much insight here. You know, Noel drafted, Noel drafted Bradshaw. He drafted with the number one pick. It wasn't just some afterthought six-round pick. He drafted Bradshaw. He drafted me and Joe Green. Noel had a plan, and he built his team around that plan, and he built this probably as good a, he had as good a 10-year period as anybody. Now, I will agree he stayed too long. He probably should have left, but Noel built that team. He built that dynasty. Bill Belichick fell into this, like like Jed Clampett going around shooting for some food. Basically, Bill Belichick was a Jed Clampett in the NFL. He's living in the shack, <laughs> you... okay, and he went out to try to to rub us, to rub to you know to to get a little get some grubs, and he and he struck oil basically by accident. He discovered, as as they said, as, as George Costanza said, 
He discovered plutonium by accident. Is what happened. Okay. <laughs> I mean, to compare Bill Belichick, I mean, granted, Chuck Knowles stayed around too long. He was over the hill. He should have left. He should have left after. Yeah, he should have left in the mid eighties. He should have said, "Okay, you know, I, I had my time, and now it's time to go." He should have done that. But built, but Chuck Knowles built that team. He built that team, and he coached it. He turned them in. They were. I mean, to compare the the New England team when Belichick got there to where the Steelers were when Chuck Noll got there, they were a laughing stock. They've done nothing. They were like the Redskins in the sixties and the fifties. They were yeah. terrible 50s. every year. Yeah, they were. That team, they were a joke. They were a homecoming opponent, and he turned them into the steel curtain. Four Super Bowls in six years. So there is absolutely no comparison between Chuck Noll, other than the fact that Noll did hang around a little too long, but Noll was a Hall of Fame coach. Bill Belichick was never any more than Brady's understudy at his, at his best. And I don't you can keep talking about Matt Castle. I don't know if you're Matt Castle's agent, but this because the guy had one decent year with a mediocre quarterback. And as far as the quarterback go, once again, Tom Brady was not the first good quarterback he had. Tom Brady was the first GOAT he ever had. But he had he had he had he had he had Bernie Kosar, yeah. who was who was not yeah. there was no chopped liver, and he also had Drew Bledsoe, who was a multi-time Pro Bowl. Uh, we've given you I mean, about that, we've, that, gi- we've given you about three and a half minutes. I appreciate it. We, we got to go, but you've you, you made your points, and we understand. And uh, I'm not a Belichick fan. You're not. I give him a little more credit than you do, and that's just the way it stands, and that's fine. You know, we all see things differently, and that's what makes for horse races. Anyway, Max, good to hear you call and call back. Don't be a stranger. Bye, bro. All right, Bye. thank you. Appreciate it. I mean, you, you got to give Belichick some credit. I mean, he wasn't a can of tuna fish. He's not a can of tuna fish. When it's all said and done, he'll have more wins than anybody else in the history of the NFL. Now, you got to give a lot of credit to, uh, what's his name, to Brady for that. But, you know, Brady's just one of 22. Now, you know, he's a very good one of 22. I mean, you look at Peyton Manning, you look at Drew Brees. Uh, these guys were very good and had numbers uh, like Brady uh, when they retired. You know, they were right there with him, and he kept on doing more. So, you know... You got to have other pieces. You got to have strategy. And I mean, Peyton Manning won two Super Bowls. The second one was a gift because he had been injured. He didn't play a lot that year or the end of the year in Denver. And uh, he, they started him in the Super Bowl and they won. I can't remember who they beat in that Super Bowl. Oh, was that the Panthers? I think wasn't it? That was. Yeah, and uh, you know he, he knew how to win. He knew how to you know manage a game, and he did. But, you know, it wasn't really, you know, who was the backup quarterback got ticked off and ended up trading him? Mark Osweiler. Uh, and he never really, he never did anything in the pros. Got a paycheck. So, uh, yeah, Manning won two. Uh, Eli Manning beat Brady and Belichick twice. I love that. Sweet. That was wonderful. Nick Foles and Peterson uh, won, beat him once. Panthers should have beat them. The Atlanta Falcons sure should have beat them. They let them off the hook. That's like catching a, a you know the biggest fish in the sea, and you, you, you let them go. Atlanta was up twenty eight to three for crying out loud. Wake up! Well, I tell you what, your boy Kyle Shanahan learned on that game. He was throwing the ball when he should have been running the clock out, 
running, well, running, running. You could say he learned from that game, but then he also blew a 10-point lead, his team, the 49ers, when he was the head coach. Uh, they threw the ball a bit too much. Well, he didn't learn until nope. later. So the we'll last, see if he's learned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last night, yeah, Dan Quinn, D coordinator for the Cowboys, going against Kyle Shannon, who was his offensive coordinator in Atlanta when they went to the Super Bowl. And lost, blowing a 28-3 lead. Right. And they were squaring off last night because I think Kyle Shanahan calls the plays. Uh, well, why not? He's one of the best offensive minds in the National Football League. And Dan Snyder made that thing so bad that Kyle Shanahan laughed. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan, um, Kevin O'Connell, Kyle Mike Shanahan. McDaniel, yeah. Sean McVay. What so I, many of them. How many times I tell you McDaniel reminds me of, uh, of McGibbs? I've, I've heard that a lot, of haven't you? <laughs> yeah. right, what was the one stat they showed up on the board last night? I think it was in the first half. Uh, which one? Well, this was one about movement. Oh, yeah, they have the most motion in the how much, how much? What's the percentage of motion on their plays? Was it 83%? 85. 85. And yeah. San Francisco was second at 75. So you yeah. wonder where McDaniel maybe got it from that year. He was the offensive coordinator with San Fran. He learned something from Shanahan. It, yeah. But, but Joe Gibbs always had motion. I mean, football didn't begin with Joe Gibbs, but his first tenure, that second four years, he should have never done. I mean, he's 140 wins, 65 losses, three Super Bowl wins. I mean, he had a winning percentage of 683, better than Billy Check. So what I'm saying is, McDaniel does some things that Gibbs did too, whether it's from right. you know from Shanahan or from from just watching, learning. Probably more from Shanahan, but I mean, because he's young, probably a mixture of guys. Yeah. He probably, he's, I mean, he's, you watch Gibbs his plays, right? Um, and yesterday, how about uh, Devon Achan? That's actually a, a lot of people thought it was Achan, the uh, rookie court, the rookie running, running back, back from Miami. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, maybe that's why they uh, didn't give Dalvin Cook too much money. They felt pretty good about their running back room. Well, it works. Yes, yeah, so. and Cook's not doing a whole lot with the Jets, Jets, is he? No, and uh, Achan gives he. I believe he is faster than Mostert and Waddle, and I think he gives Hill a run for his money. I'd like to see those two race. Tyreek Hill is just. <laughs> He's so skilled with his speed. It's just he just like maneuvers, and I'm he just it's it, I've never seen a receiver quite like Tyreek Hill the way he uses speed and quickness. Waddle's a bit more quick, a great route runner. He's fast. He's fast too. But Hill is just a different level than I've really seen from an NFL player. There's fast and there's quick, and if you have both of them, yeah, and he's just shifty. He knows what to do. I mean, Hill is probably the most electric wide receiver I've personally watched in terms of just speed. Uh, I don't know how great his route running is. But he doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if you get open. Uh, I did not give the scores over the day. The Jaguars beat the Bills, we know that, in in uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I think the guy said the Hot Spurs. It's singular, Hot Spur. Uh, is with Tottenham. That's what their soccer team is known as Tottenham Hotspur Singular. Ravens beat the, excuse me, Seals beat the Ravens 17 to 10 in the fourth quarter with 14. Our Lions are doing well, 4 and 1. But they beat the Panthers 0-5. Sorry about that, Jake Dog. Sorry about that, Hoss. Falcons 21-19 of the Texans. Saints uh, shut out the Patriots 34-0. Hey, we haven't heard the trumpets again. We'll hear before we get off the air at 10 o'clock, that's for sure. Double whammy there. The uh, Patriots getting beaten. The Cowboys getting beat. Dolphins over the Giants 31-16. Colts won by 7 over the Titans in Indianapolis. Bengals 34-20. What's the, uh, uh, Burrow getting back on track. I think they have a bye coming up soon, too. 
and they're back on track. He's getting better. He had a good day yesterday. Uh, what else do we have here? Eagles over the Rams by nine. Chiefs top the Vikings by seven up in uh, Minnesota. Jets, we know, beat the Broncos. Fumbled by Russell Wilson. Hurt that dramatically. Uh, totally. It just it, it was the end of the game there. I mean, they got the ball back, but they were down by 10 with seconds to go. 49ers crush the Cowboys 42-10. to 10. That's worse than the Bears beating the Commanders 40-20 to 20 last Thursday. So there you go. There's your scoreboard. Tonight, it's the Raiders. The Raiders are at the Packers. A rematch of Super Bowl II if you're keeping score at home. Final there, 33-14 Packers back in 1967. How's that for you, Hoss? And we will also have that uh, Packers game, uh, that Packers-Raiders game after the Atlanta Braves game tonight. Helping promote what's going on in this station this uh, evening. How about what I brought? I, 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 just, I, I pulled out of my ear. No, that was a, you, you did you did your part, and then I helped promote it. We, <laughs> that was a two-team thing we just did right there. I want a little love first. All right, we'll take a pause. We'll come back right here on 106.1 ESPN. I'm Big Al, Robert the Bruce, other side of the glass, 3270888. For the Dallas Cowboys all season is 1061 ESPN. Brought to you by Arthur's Electric and Park and Go. Lines open. Give a call if you like. Uh, tomorrow morning we'll have Coach, uh, Coach, Coach Russ. I combine the two. Uh, Houston, Coach Russ Houston from the Virginia. Oh, man. Started out strong. I'm ending sort of lame here. Uh, from the University of Richmond, the Spiders head coach. Uh, or as Ray Tate, you said, the Spiders. Spiders win. Uh, Russ Houston, coach of the Spiders, which runs tomorrow morning about 8, 18, thereabouts. Uh, what else do we We got, we got Coach Aruza, Pedro Aruza from Randolph-Macon, along with, for good reason. We'll have him on uh, Wednesday. Uh, we, are, we will have... Uh, Habo, man, I'm fading here quick. Habo will be on with us either Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. It'll be one of those three. We will work it out, as uh, the Beatles said. We'll work it out. We will work it out. We can work it out, is what they said. So anyway, uh, th- and then we've got other things going on, too. Uh, Washington will be, uh, where are we going to be this weekend? Washington is at home. No, they're on the road in Atlanta. They were at home uh, Thursday night and got their cans handed to them. Here, take this. So anyway, uh, Washington's in Atlanta. That's a 1 o'clock start on uh, Sunday. We will have that game on Sunday uh, at 1 p.m. The Commanders against the Falcons. Do tell. Yeah, we will have the Commanders versus the uh, Falcons. Falcons. And uh, it looked like uh, we, some people were speculating. I heard a lot of talk about it, about a possible revenge game. But Desmond Ritter, I think, played well enough. 28 of 37, 329 yards and a touchdown, and got the win yesterday over a suddenly pesky Houston team. They've got a good quarterback themselves. Yeah, they do. But uh, Ritter, um, I think, did enough to hold off Heineke. And I don't, unless, <coughs> I mean, there could be injury or something, or yeah. he may get benched. But I believe the starter will be Desmond Ritter because mm-hmm. the Falcons are 3 and 2. They're not. They're not yeah. bad football. Like teams. I said last week, you know, we're looking at Atlanta. Oh, we can be Atlanta. No, no. Atlanta's looking at Washington. Oh, they're two and three. They just gave up 40 points. They've given up uh, 30 more points in four straight games. I mean, you got to view it. You don't view it from just a, a commander uh, point of view. You got to look at it from the other team's point of view. And they're thinking, we can do this. 
Uh, after that, it's at the New York Giants. And then the barking beagles of Philadelphia come in. This, uh, well, I'm not going to speculate on anything about them right now. Not, not going to do it. They ain't going to have it. So, which network is carrying Washington that we're picking up? Uh, Compass Media Network. Compass Media Network. All right. Yeah, they're great partners of ours. So, they'll be with us on, uh, we'll have the Washington Mule Skinners here Sunday at 1. That's right, and um, it, we don't know what time it is. I'm assuming it'll be a night game, but the ALCS game one. My my assumption would be that'd be a night game from um, for that, but we don't know exactly. So if if it is an afternoon game, it'll be a it'll be the ACL ALCS game. But I'd have to assume that's an evening game. By that point, I like you know baseball better than me, but I, I'm just gonna keep saying it. I would assume that that's an evening game. That's probably a fair assumption, I would say. It's better to compete against one NFL game <laughs> yes. than it is the entire slate. So that's how, because the World Series usually, not, I mean, you just think about like NBA, like NBA conference championships. Usually, they have the, the as farther you go, the later they do it in the day. For more, yeah. Viewers. Next Sunday night is New York and Buffalo. It'll draw a lot of uh, fans from New Jersey North, yeah. and that'll be about. I mean, that'll be it. But some people might be watching, depending on who makes it to the to the uh, Sunday night ALCS. Then Monday night would be the NLCS, and hopefully Atlanta will be in it. Right. Uh, Houston or Baltimore, either one of those, hope they make it. Not Texas, not Minnesota. Right now, um, one in three, or one for three, uh, or the one in three in teams that are doing well, and, as opposed to, I right, pick the litter. You had San Fran by six, I had San Fran by nine. Yeah, wolf. We both covered. Right. That's for sure. Uh, dog of the day. <clears throat> you had the Jets covering. Yep. And I'm proud that I made a prediction of a defensive touchdown. Yeah, if, if uh, Russell Wilson doesn't fumble, then I think I would have had that one. So anyway, we split on the two, the dog of the day and pick a litter, which we just do for fun. And you Wait, know. Uh, didn't we both pick San Francisco to win? Yeah. And then yeah. I picked the Jets to win? Yeah, but I, head to head, I had San Fran by nine, you had him by six. Oh, okay. So, I, I thought we were just picking straight We are picking yeah, straight so we, so we, we went, are. We are. So we did well. Yes, we did. We did very well. <laughs> Tiebreaker goes to that. That's where the tiebreaker goes. Yeah, we both had fun. We both. That's all that matters. That's all we're doing is we're having fun. Um, let's see what else was there. I don't know. Doesn't, oh, we picked games. That uh, certainly, how many games the playoffs would go. Yeah, we're not near that yet. Anyway, all right. Want to thank uh, you for your work on the side of the glass, Robert the Bruce. Uh, we want to thank all you guys that call and listen. We would not be here without you guys. Thank you for calling. Thanks for listening. We want to thank all of our great sponsors. We would not be here without them. Go see them if you have a need for the proxy services. They'll take care of you. Jamie King, back at 7 tomorrow morning. We're back at 8. Thank you for listening. We're your exclusive home for